everything good in my life, I got to tell you, Jen, everything good in my life, anything worth having at all, whether it be my family or my real estate business, it's all, it's all God. I had nothing to do with any of it. So when we you said earlier, not, no, it's not me. It ain't me. It got nothing to do with me. Yeah. Um, but, um, uh, Welcome to the Maryland Real Estate Influencers Podcast, where we explore the ins and outs of the local real estate market. Join us as we chat with industry experts, uncovering tips, trends, and strategies to help you navigate Maryland's real estate landscape. Get ready to elevate your real estate game. Let's dive in. Hey guys, thank you for listening. Today we are on with Mark Novak with Cummings & Company Realtors. And he is going to share with us some of his insights um, in the marketplace during this very crazy 2023 year. Mark, thank you so much for coming on and being willing to be interviewed and sharing a little bit of your success and your story about this industry. Yeah, well, thanks for having me, Jen. It's a pleasure to be here. Absolutely. And y'all, just so that you know what you're, what, why I'm speaking to Mark Novak, uh, he has him. He works himself, and he has his own team as well. And I want to share the production numbers just so you know that you can listen to something and have some great stories here. In 2022, uh, he and his team have done 32 sell side transactions and 25 buyer side transactions in 2022. So that's big. These are big numbers. In 2023, year to date already, and we are recording August the first. It's 14 listing sides and 18 buyer sides year to date. So this is a man that actually has his stuff together, is following his own daily success plan, and is knocking it out of the park with him and his team. Uh, so I share those numbers to humbly brag on Mark, but also to see that he is somebody to listen to in this industry and that what he has to say is very valuable uh, to increasing your production. So, Mark, I'd love to start off by saying, uh, tell us a little bit about your family. First and foremost, I have an amazing wife, uh, Wendy Novak. We've been together since 1999, got married in 2005. Uh, we have three amazing kids. Uh, my oldest, Mark, uh, like they said, Mark the third, third time's a charm. Like, I think we got it right with this one. Uh, he just graduated college, first one in my family to graduate from a university. I uh, got a four-year degree in um, uh, uh, pre-law and political science. Wow. Or he got a political science with a degree with a minor in pre-law. He's going to go to law school now. So he's he's practicing for his LSATs, and he's actually studying right now uh, for that. He's doing about four or five hours a day of studying, trying to get ready for his LSATs. Amazing. Uh, so hopefully he knocks that out the park. Yeah. Complete change from high school, Mark. Right? <laughs> High school mark was much like high school me, where it was like you do enough to get by. Yeah. But uh, he's found something he's passionate about, and I can't be happier than that. Uh, as long as you know, like I say, you just want your kids to be happy and doing something that they love. Um, so he seems to be doing that. Uh, my daughter Michaela uh, is going to be a senior this year at Notre Dame Prep in Towson. So um, that that's been an amazing ride. Um, really sad to see that coming to an end. Uh, but I have a freshman that's right behind her. Okay. Um, but, you know, Mikkel is an amazing young lady. She uh, she does all kind of like extracurriculars and um, she she volunteers to help, uh, you know, underprivileged children and things like that at the school. Oh, wow. She's been 
really cool. And uh, she's also a lifeguard up at the arena club. So, oh, nice. Yeah, I mean, going to school, working, she's always, uh, she's putting it in. And then my youngest, Macy, is my athlete. She's the, the three-sport athlete and uh, also holding it down in school. So I, I couldn't be prouder. My wife, uh, you know, we've been, we made a decision, you know, when Mark was born that Wendy was going to be the one raising our children. Uh, we knew he wasn't going to be our last. Now, we didn't know it was going to take five years to be finally comfortable enough to maybe think about having a second. Because <laughs> that first one wasn't necessarily planned, right? Yeah. That was God's plan. Everything good in my life, I got to tell you, Jen, everything good in my life, anything worth having at all, whether it be my family or my real estate business, it's all it's all God. I had nothing to do with any of it. So when we you said earlier, not, no, it's not me. It ain't me. I got nothing to do with me. Yeah. Um, but um, uh, she's done an amazing job with my children. And I, I feel so blessed uh, that we were able to do that. Like I said, it, in the beginning, and it's still a struggle. I mean, we, we still struggle, especially with having, you know, three tuitions. Um, that's not necessarily easy, especially when, you know, in my life, I mean, I rely on real estate sales, right? And real estate sales for the market are down like 40%. So there's a lot less homes being sold. But, you know, my expenses don't change, right? So it's uh, been a wild ride, uh, you know, the whole 20 years. Um, but like I always tell my wife, the best is uh, is yet to come. All we got to do is focus on what's in front of us, do better every day, and everything else will take care of itself. And well, Y'all uh, are doing something right because those kids seem like they're on the right track. Oh, my kids are, they're so, they're so, um, yeah, I'm very, I'm very blessed. I had some great kids. And they're the kind of kids that they're not afraid to look you in the eye, have a conversation, um, tell you what they think. Uh, if they disagree with you, they know how to do it politely. Um, nice. You know, they 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 challenge authority. Um, Important. You know, which is difficult for a parent, right? Because we're their authority. Um, yes. So that's a fine line, right? Where you want to encourage independence, right? But at the same time, you know, have an understanding of, you know, where to draw lines, but um, they're amazing. And they tow the lines just like me. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Have you had any opportunity to do any vacationing with them over the summer? Yeah, we've been to the beach. Um, yeah, we, we got a, a little uh, trip planned for November. We're finally going to go to Mexico. We haven't actually been anywhere crazy exciting in like two years. Um, I mean, we... Well, I can't say that. My wife and I were able to go to Maine last year, and we also took the kids up to Salem, and that was a lot of fun. We've never done that before. Oh, very nice. You know, stopped in New York. and um, So, yeah, I think uh, we're long overdue, though, because we haven't had a big uh, Novak family vacay in, like, two mm -hmm. years. So we're ready. We're gonna, sure. We're going to cut it up at the hotel at the Hard Rock. Down there in <laughs> there Mexico. you go. Yeah. So what, what, uh, what got you into the real estate business? It was, a, like I said, I give it all to God. It was a complete accident. Um, you know, I, my wife and I met at Scotto's Cafe with a little Italian restaurant and the festival at Bel Air sure. back in 1999. And uh, we were both waiters. And okay. uh, darn good ones if I don't add. That's part of the reason why I love real estate. I've always gravitated towards businesses where my actions can influence how much I'm worth, if that makes any sense. Like, the amount I'm going to be paid is it, it, I can influence the amount I'm going to be paid by the amount of work I do. 
that you know what I mean? So oh, yes. uh, and service industry is, you know, it's one of the reasons why I loved it so much, you know. Um, but I knew once we found out we were going to be having a baby in 2000, I was like, well, it was the end of 2000, I think. I said, I can't be a, can't be a, like a waiter going to like back to school night. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. I knew Wendy was the one, I knew we were going to have a family. So I'm like, well, we, we you know, what are we going to do? Um, and actually a, uh, one of my regular customers, this guy named Phil Quick at Scotto's, like from the second time I waited on him until, you know, I was no longer there. Every time he came in, which was weekly, he'd bring his guys in, he'd be harassing me to come, you know, sell cars, right? Like, dude, you make so much money. I can, I promise you, you'll have, you'll be in six figures, you know, within your first year, you'll, you'll be amazing. You're wasting your time waiting tables, this and that. And I, I never, I never wanted to be a car salesman, you know, I never really liked the idea of You know, um, mm -hmm. I, I was going to do, I just knew at that time I was having fun waiting tables and living my life and being young and carefree. And now my whole life is switched upside down. I got to do something. Right. So I'm like, well, I guess I'm going to go sell cars. And, um, I go over to Route 40 Nissan. Um, and I'll never forget it. Cause it, it, the way I felt in that moment is like, it makes my skin crawl to this day. Oh, wow. Sitting in this lobby and it's, it's a classic, you know, car car sale, car lot. So all the like the offices are glass, and you can see pretty much everything going on everywhere. And uh, I'm looking at Phil, and he's in there in his office. And I love this guy. He was an amazing dude. He was a great tipper. Um, always had big flashy rings and stuff like that. And I, that was like, you know, I was from Essex. You know what I'm saying? So like, I thought that was the pinnacle. My man was living life. You know what I mean? Um, but I'm sitting there and I'm watching him on his phone. And I got the worst, like, panic attack feeling ever. Like, I couldn't breathe. I felt like my skin was on fire, right? Wow. Like, the walls were literally melting down around me. And um, I could barely, so I got up, and um, I felt real lightheaded. I'm, it was everything I could do, literally just kind of wave him off. Like, I, I basically was like, you know, I'm sick. I, I was like, I'll, I'll have to come back, you know? And I got out into the car. And um, I got to go back uh, to my grandmother's because I had still lived at my grandmother's. And um, I had to go meet Wendy and, you know, we were going to have dinner. We we're going to celebrate this new job and all because I wasn't going to see if I could get a job. It wasn't an interview. I was basically finding out when I start. You know what I mean? And um, the whole way driving back to my grandmother's, I'm just like, I'm bawling, you know, because I'm like, I felt like. It was almost like I couldn't handle the stress that I was about. Like I was had all these things on my mind and I just thought like I was weak or something. Like I just wasn't, I don't know, it was a weird experience. And um, I'm driving back and of course, I'm, this is all the way from Edgewood Forest Hill. So it's like a 25 minute ride. I'm just like killing myself. And uh, my aunt Karen, um, Karen Novak was, who ultimately got me into real estate, but she happened to be at my grandmother's that night. Um, she was going to have dinner with us. And um, we're sitting at the table. And of course, they're all excited, you know, and I come in the kitchen and I'm like, uh, I'm basically sitting there trying to find words to tell them I didn't even have the interview. You know what I mean? Like I just, because I felt like a, like a complete failure. It was weird. 
And uh, I started getting a little choked up. And my Aunt Karen like interrupted me as well and said I didn't get the job. She's just like, oh, who cares if you didn't get that job, Mark? You're, you're not a car salesman. You should be in real estate. You know, you would be an amazing realtor. The way that you, you know, because my Aunt Karen knew the one fundamental of real estate is that really nobody don't nobody cares what you know until they know that you care. Mm -hmm. And she knows my character. She knows the type of person I am. You know, when um, when I'm doing something for somebody, I'm all in. You know, and um, she knew all about that. How she knew about how real estate was relational because she had been doing it for 15 years. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? So she, she had that insight. I had no idea. Like, I, I'm so ignorant, Jen. I can tell you, like, I thought that if, like, people that had, like, a big house for, like, $500,000, I just assumed they had $500,000 to buy a house. Like, I didn't understand loan. I, it, that's how, yeah. how green I was. You understand? Sure. So, um, you know, my mom didn't, you know, she, I think her, she married a man that owned a home, but she never owned a home. You know, my father owned a couple, um, but the one home he had he had bought, he ended up getting foreclosed on. Uh, that was a house in Baltimore City. Um, I think I was about twelve when that you know when that happened. But um, yeah, it's just like I didn't I didn't have that background. You understand? That's what amazing, I'm and it's amazing that your aunt brought you right into it. That is wonderful. Yeah, it and really it was is. like within two weeks, I was signed up. I was over at that Cobalt Banker. The Cobalt Banker Stevens and, and Festival. Oh, yeah. Um, well, actually, there's a bunch of real estate agents that were in my class that are still agents today. Oh, I love hearing that. That's wonderful. Yeah, they're that good friends. Really too. Wonderful. Well, where where do you primarily work now? Um, is there I'm, a specific I mean, county or specific area? We're, like, we're Baltimore. I mean, Baltimore, Hartford, Cecil, uh, Lower Pennsylvania. Um you know, but we go to, I've gone to Howard County, Anne Arundel County. Oh, okay. Um, you know, if I've gone to Ocean City. Um, no. You know, it's a little more work because I have more background. I have more holes to fill. Um, certain areas like Baltimore, Hartford, and Cecil. I mean, I don't think there's a, a community where I haven't sold a home over the last 20 years. Mm -hmm. uh, and I know a lot of the, you know, the ins and outs. But, you know, when you're, when you've been doing it, you know, I, I've been, I've been doing it at, I guess, what you would call like a high, like, you know, an above average or high level, probably for since 2009, 2008. It took me a long time, you know, about seven years to really gain a foothold. Sure. Um, you know, it was four or five years of me struggling on my own. Um, and I was working, I was doing everything, you know, because we, we wanted Wendy to stay home. So I was still waiting tables. I was doing like, I did sewer, like my, my father, um, was a, a utility contractor where they did a lot of like road maintenance and water mains and sewer mains and things like that. Uh, so I did that for a while. Um, but, you know, whatever we could do to kind of keep money coming in, you know. Sure. Uh, I understand that completely. Yeah. I joined a team in 2005, actually, with my Aunt Karen. Oh, OK. Um, yeah. She was uh, with a gentleman that, you know, owned his own brokerage. He started the Remax that I eventually worked at. He was the original broker for that Remax. Oh, okay. They were like dating or whatever. And he was trying, he was starting a team. He was getting back into it, but he was out of the broker role and into the agent role. And I figured it was a good opportunity for me to learn, you know, sure. and, and grow. And I was tired of struggling. Um, I understand that. I understand yeah. that completely. 
Well, I would like to talk about some of this of these transactions that you've had in the last, uh, let's say, eight months, or because we're now into August. So let's talk about 2023 production. Uh, 14 listings, 18 buy sides. That is really high numbers in this down economy. And we know that Maryland, the state of Maryland is down 33% overall. Um, and so I'd love to know is that for you and your team, are these deals coming? Are you having live Zillow leads sent to you? Um, are you doing a regular Zillow or realtor.com leads? Are, are these referrals? Are they yes. I, I stopped uh, Zillow Lee. I stopped with the Zillow in 2020. Okay. In, uh, I think like February or March of 2020. Uh, Zillow really helped launch my career in the early, uh, you know, mid 2010, 2011. Um, and, you know, ultimately, you know, the, the success I had at Remax on the individual side, um, you know, because my goal was to be, I wanted, I didn't think I had any business starting a team until I was the number one agent. Right. So my goal was to be number one and then start a team. Right. So I think in, in 2016, when I left Remax, I, I think the highest I got was like, I think, number four in the mid-Atlantic region. Mm -hmm. um, and the, the people that were all ahead of me had done a fraction of the number of deals. And I was still doing this by myself without, you know, didn't have an assistant or anything. So I'm doing like 108 deals trying to, you know, get to number one. And here this guy is like, he's crushing me by like 10 million. Oh and he did God. a third of the transactions because he's in DC, right? right. That Mid-Atlantic region includes DC. So these guys are doing like 20, 30 transactions and they're doing three times the business I'm doing at 108. Right. So I'm like, I'm talking to Wendy. I'm like, babe, if I'm like, if, if I'm really going to be Remax until I'm number one. I'm like, I'm gonna die. Like, I can't. I'm not gonna. I don't think I. I can't do any more transactions, right? And right. apparently, the million the million dollar sellers don't wanna don't wanna work with me for some reason, right? Because I'm not selling those million dollar homes. Actually, that's a lie. I sold my first million dollar home last week. Oh, in 20 years. Very cool deal. Yes, yes. And uh, you know that was that that was unfortunately you know what. What I'm seeing are um, what we call like the the D's of real estate. And it's like these major life changes. Like this man, unfortunately, lost his wife. Um, so it was bittersweet because like I couldn't even really celebrate it because I, I knew Jerry and I knew how hard this was on, on Rand. So it was a very difficult transaction. Mm -hmm. um, the only part that I really get, you know, that we got excited about. Now, I mean, I, I got to hang out with Rand a lot. I hadn't seen him a lot since 2014. They bought the house in 2014 okay. um, for $530. Um, but when, I'm, when I came down and I'm looking at this house, it was a waterfront lot. It had like 500 feet of water, right? Wow. When you're, it's not like a million dollar home, right? Because that's where everybody was like, uh, the disconnect, but the lot itself and the views, like there's nothing else like this. And this is a million dollar. This is a million dollar house. And I thought I was like, dude, we're gonna get a million dollars, right? And after I told him that, he's like, he's like, he's like, you sure about that? You think you really think that? I was like, I'm like, I'm dude, I know it. I just feel it with every fiber of my body. You know what I mean? Like we're gonna get a million dollars. And he had met, he told me this after the fact, but he had met with another agent that does, and they do a lot of waterfront, right? So they know what they're doing. Um, and his suggestion was $7.99. That they would probably get it sold for like eight fifty. Wow! So 
he's like, if you can get me a million, you're gonna like, you're gonna make my year. You know what I mean? And um, this man and his like, he was what he calls a um, dink, dual income, no kids, mm -hmm. right? And it's like he was very proud of that. And then him and Jerry, but um, you know, with that, you know, unfortunately, he doesn't. You know, there's nobody to share in this pain with him. So it was like it was a it was a rough transaction. But um, he was he was very happy with the outcome. You know, what I mean, and the, and the fact that you know that he was able to get a million dollars for it. You know, I mean, just that no, it's just got a, a ring to it. Like you know what I mean? Oh, like sure. that was him and Jerry's home. You know what I mean? That's a million dollar home. Oh sure. You know? So this was that was that was a past client referral. Is that where most of your business? It was a repeat from? client. Repeat client. Love that. Yeah, yeah. All of my business at this point is repeat client and referral. Um, I get referral. Uh, you know, and that's I've always struggled with promoting myself. Um, I think I just. I like doing a job well done and I like people telling me I did a good job. Like that's my trauma-based mm -hmm. like recovery. Like <laughs> I have to be approved, right? Like I need your approval. Right. Like me. Tell me I did a good job. Tell me I did better than anybody else could have done. You know what I mean? Exactly. I mean, that's my fuel. And uh I embrace it. You know what I mean? It's oh, helped yeah. my business because I wanted to be my mission from the first was to be the best. Like I wanted to be. Like the best, the sharpest, the most proficient, the most knowledge, the one that had the answers, the one that everybody went to when they had it. I didn't want to be the busiest because I figured if if I could be the best or if that was my goal, right, eventually I'm going to be the busiest, right? That just makes sense. Sure. That's not the way life works. Right. You've got to know you're the best. Somebody's got to tell them, right? So, but Very fortunately, my, my clients do tell, so that's good. That it's wonderful, and I think you have uh, a, do a fabulous job on promoting yourself on social media. I enjoy your post um, because I find them very relatable, very down to earth, not very scripted, not very um, like you see on TV. You know, when they have sure. scripted, unscripted. Um, I'm just trying to have shows. a conversation with you as if you're sitting with me and, and telling and you what I really feel. And that shows. I think that shows yeah. on your social media. And you're, sure you're highlighting the houses and you're communicating with people um, very effectively, I believe, uh, because I think it resonates with me. And I think I'm about as, you know, plain Jane as they come, but really can appreciate when things are on social media and they're not salesy. It is just like me talking to you just the way we are, whether we have right. slang. I know I'll use the word y'all all the time when I speak. But just well, my that, language is awful. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, and I, I say words that aren't real. I, I, I say them incorrectly. You know what I mean? Like, but I, I'm like, you know, high school educated. Ball, I did have some college now. Yeah, yeah. And I'm I'm self taught. I got I read for like since since I was 25 years old. You know, I've been reading daily. That's awesome. So, um, it's uh. That was the, that was really the key. That was the you know what I mean. By the time I I realized that I didn't have to reinvent the wheel, right? Success leaves clues. Other people have done what I want to do, and I just gotta I've got to put my own spin on it, my own you know energy, my own enthusiasm, yeah. my own um, you know genuine desire to succeed or do you know do right by people. Um, and you know just the nature of this business helps with that because. 
you know, a lot of people overlook, you know, the thing that I love most about my career in real estate is that fiduciary aspect. You know, the idea that I am an agent of somebody else's interest, right? Mm -hmm. It has nothing to do with me, right? Had a bad day. This is going on. That's going on. You know, what and what do I need? What do I want? The person in front of me has a problem that needs to be solved. We've clearly laid out, you know, what a win looks like. What do we got to do to get there? Right? right. And that's my focus. But um, that's it. Yeah, I love that. I mean, you, you mentioned my numbers and, and trust me, my numbers are not my numbers are probably as far as volume and metrics are they're probably worse now than they've been in maybe 40 years. Um, I think and that's a down. Right. But I mean, they're still impressive numbers. Right. Well, it, it's weird. Like been, in 20 years of doing this, and I'm the type of person that I take, I take it's like what helps me, I think, provide a better service or what it allowed me to connect so closely is my willingness to take on jobs that aren't necessarily my own to get people where they need to go. Yes. Um, like, if somebody's got an issue with like a you know record at the courthouse, like instead of like how I was training the business, which no, you give them the number, tell them the call. It's like, okay, so I'm gonna tell them to go sit on hold for 45 minutes, or you know, I can just do it, tell them the end result, and then just give them a disclaimer. You know what I mean? And I'm willing to do that kind of stuff. And um I think uh I don't know where I was going with that. Well, I just had a complete mind meltdown. I apologize. That's okay. Oh, that's okay. Um, we can go into but, yeah. Go on. Oh, um, yeah. So part of being effective is knowing what's going on around you, knowing what's going on globally, locally, nationally. That's going to impact uh, sales. Uh, getting ahead of markets, not reacting to market shifts, but exactly. getting ahead of them, and always positioning people to succeed. You have to. You can't have blinders on. You have to consume constantly. And yes. you have to consume a wide range of material, and then you have to be able to put it all together, right? Um, and uh, I would say I was blindsided. I've been through four probably big shifts in 20 years. And two, I was blindsided, and they had kind of different outcomes, right? Like in 2008, right, I didn't realize how bad it was. Until everybody kept telling me how bad it was, right? Because I was very narrowly focused on, you know, just doing the things that were going to be helping me to succeed on a daily basis and avoiding all the, the noise mm -hmm. that I was just finding new, new opportunities. And I was getting really good at those newer opportunities and they led to others. And then, of course, at the same time, uh, Zillow came in vogue and they introduced uh, reviews, right? And it was more about what other people were saying about you as opposed to the person who could, you know, get the biggest spread in Homes Magazine or send the most postcards, tell everybody how great they are. Um, and my business just continued to do better. And it's it, it's been like that since, since I went on my own in 2007. I left, uh, the, the team got dissolved. And, and right before Christmas, this guy called me and said it's dissolved in the team. It was not a pretty situation, right? Uh, there was a lot of personal drama involved with with my family, and like this guy just not, um, I guess, being the person who I thought he was. And um, we, uh, I'm like, 
I'm not going back to Cobalt Bagger. I got a taste of Remax. I went from an office where it was like the highest produce. We have we had a couple really good, crazy producers, and then everybody else kind of like stood around and complained. You know what I mean? Or, or did a transaction here and there to where um, I think we had like 30 agents at Elite. And I think the the lowest producer was like a, a 17 or $18 million producer. And this is like, you know, 15 years ago. Oh, wow. So that's a lot of production. You know what I mean? Like these guys were all killers. And I just wanted to be around these people. You know what I mean? But I don't know if you know anything about those various structures or whatever, but, you know, um, it costs a lot of money to, to be at a brokerage where you get 100% of your commission. Right. You know, traditionally. Um, and 2007, I've already, now I'm, I'm up to two children. I got Michaela and Mark and, and, you know, and now Wendy. And, um, so we're, we're still moving full steam ahead, but, um, uh, again, because of all those responsibilities and that mindset, I'm just, I'm plugging along every day. And I think if you do the things that lead to success, regardless of what's going on around you, um, you're going to succeed. And my mindset was like, if there's going to be fewer sales, I really only need about 50 to make a really good living. Mm -hmm. Anything like that is like amazing, right? So if there's going to be 3,000 sales, you're telling me I can't get 50 of them? I can get 50 of them. Yeah, right? you can get 50 of them. Come on. That's the mindset, right? And then it, yes. it starts. It starts there. Yeah. Um, and then I got blindsided again. Yeah, 2016, I started, uh, you know, started coaching and got into uh, really like tracking and, you know, because my my shit, my goal was always do better every day, right? <laughs> so if I just do more of what I'm doing today and do that, eventually I'm going to have a good week, you know, good good month, good year, et cetera. So, and, and you know, the volume and the business trajectory was always increase you know some years it increased dramatically other years it was more you know a trickle but it's always been uh my volume my volume has increased year over year year over year i never had that uh some agents they'll they'll come into the business and within two years they're doing the, the amount of business that it took me 20 years to do because they're a very very good self-promoter right mm -hmm. um, zillow allowed it it opened up a door where I didn't have to fight for a voice because consumers were going to Zillow to find agents and then they were picking the agents that had the most nice things said about them. Um, so it really leveled the playing field. I mean, I had agents that were doing hundreds of transactions and they maybe had like, you know, a handful of reviews and some of them not so great. Um, and I had like, you know, 30 or 40, I'm talking about years ago, it would, uh, I would, I would just get all this new business all the time. It was crazy. And um, it was like that all the way up to uh, 2020. It's 2020 is when I stopped actually advertising on Zillow. Um, I had uh, I gotten to a point in um, 2019 where I, I had been trying to build this team from like 2017 all the way through, you know, 2020. Um, and just getting kind of frustrated, frustrated. Um, I went through a lot of different people and, you know, I'm reading all these books on leadership and I'm doing all the things that I think I'm supposed to be doing, right? Uh, or 
or what I'm being told to do, but it's just not, I'm, it's not working for me. Mm -hmm. Right. And um, finally get to a point like, you know what, I'm just going to go back to just solo going in. It's like 2019. Um, focus on what's in front of me, not worry about it. Right. And I'd say, three, I think it was two months into 2019. Right. Um, Dawn Bellman had come to me. She's on my team now. She's, uh, she was not in a good spot and wanted to come work with me. And I was like, I'm not, I just resigned myself to like, I'm going to focus on being a person I want to follow instead of trying to be a leader. Right. Um, and I figure once I get to that point, then everything will fall into place. Well, sure enough, here comes uh, Dawn. And I'm like, when she outlined what she kind of wanted to do and how she would want to help me, it, it's a perfect fit. Wow. Right? She, she gets to do what she likes to do and it frees me up to do other things. And then two months later uh, or a month, you know, two months later is uh, when Carrie had approached me and she was also looking for a change. And I wasn't looking for an admin because like I said, I was so tired of trying to train admins to do the things the way I want them to do. And she happened to be using the exact same uh, transaction management software. So I took it like as a sign. I'm like, I've already got everything planned. I've got literally the transaction mapped out of how it should go start to finish from the, the moment the paper signed to whatever, or until we get to closing and even what happens after that. All I need is somebody to fill in the space. And, um, you know, but she also wanted to sell houses too. And she didn't have that flexibility where she was at. Oh. And, uh, I'm like, this is a no-brainer. Um, and, I, you know, she came on and it's, we, we all three kind of gelled from the start. Um, and honestly, there's never really been any solid framework. Like I've got processes, especially on the listing side for how we present properties. I learned the only way to get somebody to pay more for a house than what you're asking is if they're worried somebody else wants it more. Mm -hmm. So, you know, for the longest time, my my listing process that I've developed over the last 15 years is about, uh, you know, creating an audience for the property, right? Introducing the property and then trying to create a way to, you know, create like urgency around the launch, right? And that creates like a fear of loss and then you get into like the bidding rules. And it, it's a lot easier in a market like we have now in a reduced inventory market uh, to position a property to do really great things. And we've done some amazing things this year. I mean, we just uh, we just got one on the contract last week where um, these people were approached to sell this house for 150,000. And we've got, uh, with a very small investment, uh, 13 grand, we've got the property on the contract for over 200,000. Wow. So, so much more because we created a product that more than one person would want. And uh, we let them fight over it. Um, but, uh, that is fabulous. <clears throat> is, is that the property that's in Essex that I saw you marketing on on Facebook? Yes, yes. Yep. That's amazing. Congratulations. Yeah. That's such a big win. Well, we had, God willing, it gets to the settlement table, but there's not any, there's no real hurdles that we should be worried about. But um, yeah, it still has to close. But yeah, that was that's a good one. That's a really bad um, Yeah, and I, uh, you know, so getting into that modality of like the coaching and where I was going and I'm trying to do all these 
things like doing disk assessments and trying to find the right perfect people for the right perfect spot and trying to force all this and just, you know, it's like banging my head against the wall. And then things, when I kind of let go, things just kind of fall into place and I take what's what's in front of me. And, um, you know, now I've got um, uh, another gentleman that joined the team, uh, Scott. So I'm not like recruiting, right? Because the, the team concept that we've built is not like the, the typical team concept where you have somebody who's very good at promoting themselves, right? So they get a lot of phone calls and then whoever's up next will, will deal with the person on the other end. Um, we're trying to create an exceptional experience for every client. So it really is an all hands on deck approach. It is a team approach. Um, and everybody has different skill sets. Um, and those skill sets are all complementary. Uh, so we're not we're not out trying to find people. Uh, when people approach us or if we see an opportunity where we feel like it would be a good fit, um, then that's that's how the team will grow. Excellent. So we're not interested in we're not interested in numbers. We're interested in the numbers are like good. The, the craziest thing is like in, in 2009 or 2008, I didn't know how bad it was because I wasn't really paying attention. I was just focused and we were crushing it. Flash forward to like, you know, December of 2022, just this last year. Um, I didn't realize how bad it was until I looked at my numbers because I hadn't been tracking numbers for like three years since, since COVID. Um, it's just been a different mindset. I've been on a completely different journey. I've got this amazing team around me. Um, we're getting... Uh, phenomenal results for every client. Um, this uh, 2022 um, was a, a record year for us in terms of our sales to list price ratio, which is a number we track closely. We want to know what are we ultimately selling a house for uh, compared to what we listed it for. Um, and the first year we ever, it wasn't until 2019 that I actually broke 100% for an entire year. Um, but it was the average for the whole year was 100.2. So it was like, it wasn't like what we're dealing with now. Mm -hmm. uh, but for 2022, uh, we were 5.7% above the list price for the entire year. So our final sales price is 105% of what we originally listed. And um, I never thought I would see anything like that. And that is, uh, obviously, we do things that contribute to that outcome. But that outcome would have never been possible without a, you know, um, the market that we're experiencing. Right, but we're also, right. yeah, and it's, you know, but we're also setting new price points for neighborhoods too. So it's not like we're just pricing property aggressively. Um, we're positioning sellers. We know what the product people want. If you get the product people want and you position it properly, uh, the market's going to drive the price, especially in a market like we're experiencing now. Excellent. Excellent. So what goals do you have for your, your team uh, in this, for the, the rest of this 2023 year? Well, uh, for Scott, it's, it's individual. Um, he has his own goals and um, my, my goal there is to assist him in any way possible to, to reach those goals and to be accountable, uh, to help him be accountable to the goals he set forth for himself. Um, and uh, I don't like do like 
I, I don't do like sales projection numbers. I just want to do the things that ultimately lead to opportunities. Mm. And, um, you know, we're in a market now where, unfortunately, people, there's a lot of uncertainty um, in a lot of various aspects that influence people on a regular basis, right? And it's, it's hard for them to escape it in any particular arena. Um, and with pricing the way it is, people aren't making a move because they're excited or want to want to change of atmosphere. They're, I think they're less likely to make that move because in a in an environment where there exists so much uncertainty, I think people find comfort in the certainty of their home. Mm. Right? It's familiar, it's comfortable, it's where I go when I want to get away from the world or when people are, you know what I mean? It's my sanctuary. Okay. Um, and until I feel a little more certain about some other things, I'm not rocking that, right? So we're getting situations where, you know, unfortunately, like with the Middlesex house, I mean, the ladies in hospice, right? Family's got to sell this house. $3,000 can be life-changing or at least, you know, life-sustaining, right? So if there's an opportunity to get that for them, I want to do it. Mm -hmm. That's my my goal is to get the best outcome for everybody I'm I'm able to serve. Um, you're getting like people that unfortunately go through a divorce, or um, maybe there's an engagement, right? So they need their first home. Uh, they've got a child, right? They have a due date. So it's like all these the eight what I call the eight D's, right? Those are really the only types of transactions we're seeing. Unfortunately, it, it has to involve some sort of major life change. Can you go over uh, those eight Ds with us? Yeah. Um, let's see if I, you put me on the spot here. Oh, I'm I got, so sorry. Uh, no, you're good. Let me see if I have any notes in mind there. All right. So you got, we call it the eight Ds of new beginnings, right? You have okay. uh, nine minutes, due dates, dogs, divorce, downsizing, employment, uh, dislocated or job transfer. And the ultimate new beginning, yeah, yeah, unfortunately, they are they're, they're, they're big they ones too, right? I mean, they're all you know, and those those are what I'm looking at the last year and all the people that made a move and what motivated them. Every one of them. It's not like oh, you know, you know, just want you know, want upsize. You know, it's like because the the the, the payment on what what they may have or, or what have you, it's just. It's just not there. So, yeah, yes. those are those are the people that are making a move. But in the last twenty years, you know, what one lesson I've learned: the only the only thing that 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 nothing lasts, nothing lasts except for change. And if it's, it's good, it'll win. If it's bad, it'll win. Right? And this too shall pass. So, do what you got to do today to make it a great day. Um, reach out, engage with people, talk to people. Right? Because when you're talking to people and when you're out there or you're engaged, when they have one of these major changes. They know that you're going to be the one to rely on, right? Because people don't care what you know until they know that you care. Yeah, very true. I love that. Well, thank you so much for allowing me to interview you today and sharing a little bit about your team and your own personal success and what has brought you here over the last 20 years um, in this business. I am so very grateful for you be willing to allow me to interview you and, I'm a little nervous uh, to be able to put together with my ramblings. 
Well, I promise I won't be putting together anything, but my team is going to do a wonderful job. <laughs> okay. So thank you so very much it. for coming on. I'm so grateful. Yeah, well, thanks for letting me share. And um, before I let you go, uh, I know you had mentioned that there's a phone number that people can reach you at if they have any questions for you directly. Yeah, they can call or text anytime, 410-449-7770 or, you know, on all the social handles, whether it's, you know, Facebook, any of them, we're, we're at Mark's Home Team. And uh, of course, markshometeam.com, our website. Um, you can sign up for daily listing alerts. You can uh, request a value analysis and it won't be some computer. I'll actually get the information myself and I'll evaluate it for you. Um, we don't do that. any. We don't do any spam. Like just like with my social, if I'm going to be sharing anything, it's because I, I hope that you find it relevant and informative. And uh, you know, there's a lot of information out there. So if I come across some information that I think is relevant or uh, cuts through the noise, I want to share it with you. Thank you. Thank you so right, much for you. your time today. I do appreciate that. All right, Jen, go get them. Thank you. Have a great day. You too. Bye. bye. Thank you for joining the Maryland Real Estate Influencers Podcast. We'd like to ask you two favors. Number one, forward this podcast to three of your favorite realtor friends. They'll thank you for it, and I'll thank you for it too. Number two, we'd love reviews. It helps get the word out. 